Konnichiwa, everyone. Or maybe since we're recording at night, I should say Konbanwa. Konbanwa. Uh, Konbanwa, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Your Weekly Ramen. I'm your co-host, Nate, and I'm here with your other co-host, Ty. How's it going? I guess Good. we can't say that yet in Japanese, can we? <laughs> Not yet. Give me some time. I will learn it. <laughs> uh, let me know when you do. That'd be interesting. Okay. We can throw it in throw it in the podcast, see how it goes. Eventually, um, we're just going to start doing this all in Japanese, so sucks to be you guys. <laughs> you will learn along with us. <laughs> Get a uh, lot of Japanese listeners. Yeah. The um, so a little peek behind the curtains. I don't want to steal Ty's thunder here. Uh, he actually, before we started this recording, told me how to say good evening in <laughs> Japanese, konbanwa. So that was not something I learned on my own. That that goes to Ty. I also told you how to say good morning. That's true. Um, I already forgot that actually. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Okay, now I remember. Well, you because know, because between us, it'd be Ohio. Between okay. you and anybody that's not family, Ohio gozaimasu. Like, hey, where do you live? Ohio. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Uh, Ohio is the land of good morning. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it was the land of potatoes or something. Do they have Ohio? potatoes? No, that's Idaho. I imagine. I- Idaho. Idaho potatoes. I bet you can grow a potato just about anywhere. Mm, yeah, probably. In the United States, at least. But I mean, Ohio is for lovers. Really? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's, a, it's an old song. Oh. Well, maybe <laughs> Any, Anybody gets that reference, kudos to you. <laughs> I love that term. I love kudos. Whatever happened to kudos? No one says kudos anymore. Uh, Maybe it sounds too much like cooties. That's true. Well, I always associated it with... Well, for some reason, and I have no idea why, but I always had a mental link with the term kudos and that delicious treat, the Star Crunch. Why? I have, I have no idea why. My that's, brain's that's weird. That's a very odd. <laughs> I, I, maybe I don't, at like I don't one, see a comparison. Like I don't see the connection. I think at like one point in time, I thought Star Crunches were called kudos or something like, I don't know. There should totally be like a snack called kudos. That would be cool. There you go. There's our our next billion dollar industry after our used anime store. <laughs> like junk food? Yep. Candy we'll bars? Be, we'll be billionaires twice over. We can sell our signature kudo bars um if, at if, our used jet anime store. If we're billionaires twice over, would that make us trillionaires? But quadrillionaires. Yeah, hey, I like it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, no, no problem here. Billion billionaires. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> so, um, I guess I, we could. I'd like ahead. to aim for Google errors. Google errors. Uh, Google's some ridiculously high number, or can't remember. It's, it's I think it's something ridiculously high. Good luck finding it though, because Google. If you try to Google Google. All you're going to get is Google. Also, if you try to Bing Google, you will get Google. <laughs> That's the best. I love to do that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> hey, I want a good search engine. I, I've never been told that by an adult. 
that Google is uh, like a, a number, a giant number. I've oh, never yeah. used well, Google as a new numeric term, or I've never heard an adult use, not counting you just now, wow. uh, but I've never heard an adult use. Can you imagine, well, like you're having, you're sitting in a math class or whatever, and, and the professor is like, uh, what happens if you divide by Google or whatever? That sounded better in my head. Never mind. Well, I mean, technically, I guess it's it's not Google. It's Googleoplex. Okay, so that sounds more educated and scientific-ish. It is. It's equivalent to 10 to the 10th power to the 100th power. Well, we're just learning all kinds of things this week, aren't we? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a huge number. Yes. Let's aim for that. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, we'll provide anime to the world. So it's every, a rich industry. Every living person will have a copy of Full Metal Alchemist uh, Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. The whole that's season. And it means to watch it. Blu-ray. Our, they have to have the Blu-ray version. Yep. That'll be our philanthropist uh, actions for our lifetime. Instead of donating to charity, we'll just give Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood to everybody. It's a be- it's a good cause. <laughs> it's a good cause. Yeah, I mean, everybody should have it. Who needs food when you can watch that, right? It's food for the soul. Yeah. Uh, so, talking about food, how about we get into the flavor of the week this week? Oh, let's. The so um the flavor of the flavor of the week this week is something I actually had this week. Um the uh we were making steak and um I really wanted well so if if this sounds pathetic to you, it, you're you're a little bit justified in thinking that, but we were making snake we were making steak. Ooh, snake. Re- yeah, snake steak. Uh, nice and nice and chewy. Quite the, uh, quite the fun, fun food. Um, we were making steak, and and I really wanted ramen, so, so I I took a, a steak and I cut it into uh, cubes as best I could, which, needless to say, they resembled nothing like cubes. Um, and I put it in my ramen, and uh, and I ate it, and it was really good. And what kind of ramen was this? Oh, yeah. Um, it was chicken ramen. It was like chicken, a, a chicken and a cow having a party in my mouth. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a farm guy, but I don't know how often chickens and cows actually, you know, party. Probably not too often. Yeah. I don't think they really see eye to eye. <laughs> No, no, probably not. I think one stands about two or three feet taller. <laughs> if they did see eye to eye, it would be a, a scary big chicken or a, a an adorably tiny cow. Yeah, it could be a little baby cow, but then it's a calf. Yeah, and even a calf the size of a chicken, and it probably wouldn't survive. I mean, <laughs> I think there's something seriously wrong with it. If it now we're just getting depressing. Yeah, so let's cheer up with our favorite saying. Well, <laughs> well, cheer up by saying it, you know, relatively close to the same time. 
Alright. That always makes me happy. Alright, let's do it. Itadakimas. Oh. Wow. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that so we say it at the same time. Oh good luck. I'll with just that. take the I'll take no? I'll delete this this section and I'll insert the section from last week. It was beautiful last week. Last week was pretty good. Last week we painted the Mona Lisa and you just sneezed on it. <laughs> All over our Mona Lisa. Well, you He's know, a talkie moss, Tyler. He's <laughs> a talkie moss. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Wipe your nose. <laughs> I don't know if the mic oh. picked that up. <laughs> yeah, it did, and it was wonderful. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't have any Kleenex, so I did the next best thing. <laughs> Yuck. Um... Are you eating it now? Okay. So <laughs> no. <laughs> now well, let's jump into our anime of the week. Okay. What do we got this week, my friend? This week we got um a cool anime uh called Aono Exorcist or the English title, uh Blue Exorcist. This is a older anime. It came out in two thousand eleven. Uh, from April to October. So let's see. Let's think about this. Would this be a a spring anime? Um, no, I'd say summer. Summer, okay. Summer anime. Um, yeah, summer. It's produced by Aniplex. Ah, uh, um, one of my favorites. Yeah, they make some good ones for sure. It was also done by A One Pictures. Which That's is true. Same people who have done a lot of our. I, like I've been seeing their name a lot more than I ever thought. They did like they. I mean, of course, I know they do fairy tale. That's their their big one. But I've been seeing them all over lately. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I think I they think... might have done. Um, oh, I think they might have done your lie in April. Yeah. Oh, huh. Well, then I have respect for them. Then. Don't quote me on it. Uh, I think you pay more attention to that stuff than I do. Yeah, I just I that one specifically I pick out just because I, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I mean, I, they've done I are they the ones that did? I think they might have done um, Brotherhood. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't see it. They must. Oh, they did sort of it online. Ooh, wow. That yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're like ahead of these companies. Right, uh, Andy Plex or anyone pitchers. There's got to be a point where, like, you just, uh, you think about all these, all these cool anime that you produced. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They, and they're for all intents and pur- all intents and purposes, kind of. You can, and I guess it wouldn't be correct to think of them as your animes, right? Because obviously, credit goes to the. Uh, well, the, the manga right the creator first story's not yours but the art yeah. but, but but you're responsible for getting the story out there right yeah um you produced it and and you look at these and like you, you see you know you see sword art online in your line april and you just got to feel good i imagine you would feel pretty good about that and fairy tale and fairy tale of course sorry and black butler yeah, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll Noah Zero. How cool would it be to just 
just know that you're responsible for for producing. I mean, the the people who actually created them. I mean, they're great, right? They they made they're responsible for it being in existence, but they're responsible for their single anime, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 like the head of Amniplex or A One, they can look look back and see all these great titles. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I think it's got to be pretty neat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it'd be awesome to like put that on your resume. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, we'll get back on track here. Uh, this week's episode, our anime of the week. Blue Exorcist, it has 25 episodes, and scientists are yet to agree on whether it's one season or two. I would (laughs) make the heavy argument that it's two seasons, based purely on the fact that the intro changes. Is that fair? Is that a fair uh, basis for for when the season's changing? It's definitely usually when, when you, you know... You can tell it usually switches from one season to another, or one arc to another, is usually, yeah. Okay. Well, gotcha. Technically, it's supposedly only one really long season. Well, mm-hmm. not, like, really long, but one long season. 24 episodes. 24? Episode. 25. Yeah. Uh, this, we'll be, we'll be talking about all 25, because Tyler and I have watched... All twenty-five. Uh, it's we a suggest... rare occurrence that we actually have seen the whole thing. I know in a week. I'm kind of proud of ourselves. I know compared to some people out there, it's probably nothing. Yeah, but, we should uh... be proud of ourselves that we have no life. <laughs> hey, I have a life. Um, in my life, I am I am Rin Okamaru, <laughs> and I have a pretty kick-ass life. Okumara, mm-hmm. Okumara, double spawn. Uh. As Tyler mentioned, or um, and, and as you can probably guess by the name of the anime, because it has Exorcist in it, or this anime is is uh, it's action, demons, fantasy, shonen, supernatural. Uh, it's got all the good stuff if you're into very supernatural, um, fantasy genres. Is it? Though? Is it? What? Is it supernatural? Um, it's labeled supernatural. Why? Wait, why would it not be? I don't know. Some people believe in that stuff, man. Well, I guess that's true. Supernatural does have the context of being fake, huh? Does it? Is it fake? Or is it just like, like supernatural? Like, uh... I would say it's unnatural. The upper part of natural. See, yeah, unnatural... I would assert, well, no, I guess unnatural doesn't really associate with fake either, does it? No, unnatural is definitely um, not fake. Yeah. Can I we just, <laughs> I mean, I, I just wanted to point out that, I mean, this, it, it's a religious theme. It's kind of got a religious theme to it. Um, yeah, definitely. Probably aiming more towards the Catholics than anything, I'd say. Yeah. Um. And so some people might not think that that's make-believe. I mean, of course, this anime is a work of uh, fiction, but, like, 
some people believe that, it, I mean, uh, I don't want to go into too much personal detail, but I know there's demons out there. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. That's true. Um, the, uh, I guess you guys are probably, after all this, all this conversation so far, you're probably a little bit anxious to find out what this anime is actually about. Um, well, unfortunately, we're not going to let you know. You'll have to. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And that concludes our podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> we will see you never. <laughs> so. Um, neither, neither, uh, my anime list or, or, um, Crunchyroll, which was the second site I checked for a synopsis, had a really, in my opinion, satisfactory synopsis. Oh? Um, so we might have to kind of, uh, fly solo a little bit for this one. I suppose we've done it in the past. We have. And we'd be better at it now, because now we have more experience and we're, we're wiser. Um, we're, we're old men with gray beards now. <laughs> I guess we can do the, we'll do the, my beard's not gray. <laughs> <laughs> long, flowing, gray beard. Mm, long and flowing. We have a staff and we know hobbits. <laughs> okay, I see where you're getting at. Or we're maybe... Harry Potter, right? No. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Gandalf. Yeah, I knew. I know. I was, I was making a joke. Ha! Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, I'll read you. I'll read you guys the Crunchyroll synopsis, and then we can kind of go from there. Um, Isaiah, the re- uh, I might be saying that wrong. The realm of humans and Gehenna. I know I'm not saying that one wrong. Saying that realm- one correct. Yeah, the realm of demons. Normally, these two dimensions would never intersect, but the demons are now intruding on the material world, and that is literally all cun- all Crunchyroll has to say about it. Oh, um, oh, I can see why you didn't think that was a very um, satisfying synopsis. Yeah, uh, the uh, so this anime follows the main character Rin Okumaru, uh, Okumura. Rinokamura. Uh before we get into it, we'll do the little bit disclaimer. Well, no, we'll just get into it. Um he is the spawn of uh Satan. I yep. <laughs> He's the spawn of Satan. And uh him he he him and his twin brother, Yukio Okamura, are the spawn of Satan and um are raised in a um Wow, doing our own is a lot harder than I remember. <laughs> oh, would you like some help? A li- well, I mean, if you if you can, if you want to step in, <laughs> feel free. All right, so I, I I will see if I can't fill in the, the blanks from from where you were going. Um, so they are two two, you know, sons of Satan. I mean, that's not our words. That's the exact words that the anime used you know they didn't use like devil or or demon king or anything like that where most anime would they know they just they went all out they just said satan um but uh, i believe where nate was going is they were actually raised in a monastery um by a 
I'm assuming, Catholic priest. I never really say if it's Catholic, but you can kind of tell by the yeah. hints that it's Catholic. So, um, yeah, not only and not just any priest either. Uh, he's uh, a pretty badass one. Yes, yes, he is. But they, man, it's 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 hard to do this without like spoilers. I'm trying to think. Spoilers. We're just. Is. I'm trying to think of just episode one. What happened in episode one? Um. The basic route that this anime takes is, um, right, you, you're introduced to the world of an exorcist, and um, your, uh, the, the, the main theme is that these exorcists, uh, their main job, uh, maybe their one and only job, is to fight demons, right? And um, so you go through through this anime, and as you can imagine, there's some some cool battles. I think episode one has a pretty cool battle right off yeah. the bat. Oh yeah. Between the the exorcists and the demons. And the underlying plot is is of uh the main character, you know, Okamara Ren and his brother Yukio. Um really learning I mean choosing the path uh to become exorcists, which is is a very difficult path for them path for them as you can imagine because they are the spawns of of the most uh hated uh demon of them all uh-huh, uh-huh. um yeah so it, it has a an interesting little twist that um one one brother is um you was yukio the younger brother um, of course, they're twins, but you know, still, the younger of the two twins. By a couple minutes, he's yeah. younger, I believe. Yeah, um, he is. Um, he follows after his his. his wow, well, gosh, it's so difficult to do without spoilers. All right, I'm gonna yeah, I mean, I'm gonna restrict myself to the first two episodes. Anything that's not okay. in the first two episodes, I will avoid. Episode two, this happens, so it's not really a spoiler. Um, he follows his father's, he doesn't, he does not inherit his, his, um, his actual father's demon powers. Um, Rin does. Rin inherits the demon powers. Um, Yukio instead chooses a different path. He, he becomes an exorcist. Um, like his, his, um, adopted father. Um, while Rin, um... Rin does have demon powers. He also wants to become an exorcist um, to, I believe, quote unquote, kick Satan's ass. Yep, and that's a. I really like how he he phrases that his motivation become mm-hmm. an exorcist. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing it because you know. Whoa! Sorry about that. My mic fell over. That was bad. Mic down. <laughs> Mike, I really got to get a better recording area and to clean you up and a little both, bit, and brother. Put this on my desk instead of a TV stand. Anyway, um, so getting readjusted. I'll do. Um, so it kind of it follows these two. They they end up in a um, school for exorcists and True Cross some, Academy. Yep, True Cross Academy. 
They meet some really, uh, they go on some, some adventures. Um, you know, some twists and turns. They, they meet do. some interesting uh, they, people. They do. They meet some fun characters. Can we, can we talk a little bit about the characters? Yes. Those are spoiler free for the most part. Yeah. They, so they're grouped with, uh, a couple exorcists their age, right? And um, a cool thing about this is with exorcists, there's different classes of exorcists. There's knights, there's tamers. Um, I'm sure there's others that I can't remember. There's like right five now. of them. There's um, there's there's um, chanter like chanters. I don't know if that's actually what they're called, but there's chanters. There's um. Doctors and others, doctors. Yep. And then there's one more that wields pistols. I don't remember what they are. They wield firearms. Yeah. So there's some there's some cool diversity there that that anime explores a little bit. Um, as far as like character development goes, um, I think they developed the two main characters very well. Um, and then I think it kind of tapered off a little bit with the supporting cast although there were some supporting casts such as the director uh uh mephisto yep mephisto i really liked him yeah who who were uh he was a very a very fun character very kind of playful comedic character yeah he um, he had like a um like a mad hatter vibe yes. to him oh that's perfect he, yeah he, he's really um wonky and and very um i don't know if energetic's the right word enthusiastic uh, wait what what was the last word enthusiastic enthusiastic okay i i only heard astic and i was thinking it can either be sarcastic or enthusiastic so yeah okay so i don't know do do you think that would be the right word yeah no enthusiastic i, I would definitely agree with it and his they keep developing him uh, throughout throughout the series, or actually, because you keep learning new stuff about him almost yeah. up to the very end. Yeah, he he was a really interesting character. He's probably one of the best main like supporting characters in my opinion. Um, very fun, just like fun to see him on screen. Like whenever he came on, you're like, all right. Yeah. And they also do some uh, some cool stuff with with character abilities, right? There's a there's a character uh, named Shimi. Um, I think they did an okay job of developing her as well. I got towards the end, I started to get more attached to her. Um, but she now, is now you you watched the sub, right? Yeah, I actually I watched both. Okay, well the sub is the recent one that you watched, right? Yes. Okay. See, I liked. Chiami in the dub because of the voice actor. I, I thought her voice fit very the, well. Uh, Christine was... Marie. Yeah. Yeah. Christine Marie Cabanos. Cabanos. Um, she's done other things, and I I recognized her voice, and it. I think her voice fit very well, and it it's a kind of cute voice, and it kind of made me like the character more. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, uh, I'm looking at this now and they got, they got Japanese voice actors, German, French, mm-hmm. English, and Korean. Yeah, so, it was also a pretty popular one, I suppose. 
I suppose it kind of can appeal to a lot of audiences because of the the uh, theme, religious undertones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of those like um, German and French. You know, those are are definitely more towards that religious. That's true. View, they, so. uh, there, there is a lot of. Um, well, one of the supporting characters was Polish. Uh, yeah. So there's yeah. that as well. Well, I mean, and it doesn't take, well, I mean, it takes place in Japan, of course. Um, but a lot of it's not centered. I wouldn't say it's really centered too much around Japan because they, yeah. they, they, I mean, they, they talk about the Vatican a lot. So that's, I mean, that's one reason why I say it's, it's most likely Catholic is the Vatican's Catholic. So, yeah, well, I and mean, then they have the Pope as well and, mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. All, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of it's kind of got even though it's centered in Japan, it's got a definitely a very kind of Western vibe to it, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, uh, well, I mean, that's all I have to say about characters. Mostly, is there anything else on characters you want to cover? Mm, I, oh, I found all right. So, in my personal opinion, I feel like. Towards the end of this series, I felt I I, I think it felt rushed. I, um, yeah, I mean i i can I can see what you how you would feel that way. And I feel like it was also very open ended. Like I don't know if they were thinking about having a sequel to this or what, but like I feel like a lot of the characters were underdeveloped by the end. Like the main love interest, like nothing ever happened with that. That's true. They, so, I mean, it seemed like they were going to do something with that, but then mm-hmm. they... And there's one very specific character in particular that I'm thinking of who's a supporting character, and you know something is strange about him, but you never find out what. That's true. You know who uh, I'm talking about, right? I do, and I... The puppet I, one? Yeah. Personally, I kind of... I. Part of me likes that they left that open, right? Because I like to imagine, like, uh, imagine cool things about them and kind of, like, in my mind, play. What if they did an episode where they did this with him and he was really that and, and mm-hmm. like, the characters turned out that way? And then part of me is is, is mad that they didn't, um, didn't develop him more because there's avenues they could have taken with that. But Right. Well, and, and, like, I wouldn't even mind if they, like, didn't, develop him more but the fact that there was like one very specific part towards the end of the series where he has like this little dialogue that you don't expect and he has this little dialogue it's a very serious dialogue which is kind of outside of his character and yeah. and you're like whoa so wait is, there must there must be something to this guy like more than I thought so like if they didn't add in that dialogue, then I would have just thought like, eh, you know, he's just a minor character that they didn't feel like developing. But like, no, there was obviously something to this guy that they just yeah hinted at, but they never went anywhere with. No, there were yeah, there were there were two characters outside the main group of 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 the Exorcists, right? Rin, Yukio, and then their kind of group of 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 
supporting character exorcists. And there were two characters that didn't quite fit in. And one of them, you find out who it is, right? And and, mm-hmm. and they develop that character. Right. Uh, yeah. And then the other one, um, which is yeah. the one you're talking about, he mm-hmm. just kind of disappears until that one scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then disappears again after that. And uh, at first I thought he was a character solely for comic relief. Yeah, like, right. Uh, setting up jokes and whatnot. But, and then he has that serious line. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah, like, I didn't expect that. So there's definitely something to this guy. Yeah. But um, they did, I agree. They did leave it very open ended in a lot of ways, which yeah. some people might mark it down for that. Um, and I can, I can agree because I've done, I've, I've, you know, that's changed my opinion on different anime in the past. And mm-hmm. It's been open ended, but. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the sound of the opening theme song of both, uh, both opening theme songs. However, the words I see how they fit, uh, metaphorically, kind of, mm-hmm. to uh, to the anime, but it's not, you know, uh, a super great fit if you're looking at it. Wouldn't have made our our top ten uh, oh, if you're looking either. at lyrics. Uh-huh. No. I did enjoy the sound a little bit, though. I, I did not. the first one. I wasn't too fond of the second one, but the first one wasn't bad. Yeah. I, I really did not like the uh, the end, end credit song. Um, oh, no. Especially the second one. It was a little bit weird for my taste. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm never too much of a fan for it. There's, there's a lot of good ones out there, but like the the intro themes are usually the best so of course yeah and uh, it made me uh i mean this may seem out of out of the blue but that intro theme just the way it was it made me appreciate uh appreciate um the intro for uh for uh sorry i got coffee brain going here <laughs> <laughs> uh the intro well, for on the coffee yeah well, it's certainly not my fault. I mean, <laughs> um, Death Parade. Right? Oh yeah, because Death Parade intro was fun and yes. and it was catchy, and I feel like they were trying to do and it. They were trying to do it with this, right? They wanted something kind of more upbeat, uh, maybe a little bit rebellious to kind of fit the uh, anime more. Mm-hmm. But I've, I, I mean, I feel like they just didn't quite get there. I feel like I feel like like you said, like they were trying to go for like a fun like this anime I would say is way more action than it is comedy. Like there's little bits and pieces of comedy mixed in, but it's not like outstanding comedy. It's definitely more action based. Yeah. I agree. It was um it was a lot of action. I actually think that was uh one of its redeeming qualities that it was Oh yeah, like Focused um, on what it was good at. The uh, there were a lot of cool battles, which were fun to watch. You know, uh, I really liked that it was action intensive. Um, I thought that was one of its redeeming qualities. Uh, yeah. It had some cool fights in it. Well, it, it focused what it was good at. Like, like you said, like the action was good. Comedy was not bad. Not bad. It was, it was average, but the action was pretty cool. And I guess uh, the only other uh, thing to talk about would be the animation. 
Mm-hmm. And um, it, it didn't really, I mean, in my opinion, it didn't really try anything new with the animation, but it was, no. it was good, you know. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. It wasn't outstanding, excellent or anything, but it was definitely good. And, and I can't, I can't judge too much because like, it's so hard to, I, I, I knew there was an English dub out there, so I wanted to specifically watch that English dub. Um, and the only ones I could find were in like low quality, like 480p. So, like, I didn't watch it in HD. Like, if I would have watched it on Crunchyroll, yeah, of course, I would have been HD. So, I can't really criticize for the graphics too much because I don't know how, how well they were. Yeah. Like, originally. They were right. I mean, um... But, like, as far as art style goes, I can I can tell you, like, yeah, it's normal. Yeah. There, with the... I, they did... I mean, some of the demons looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they got a little creative with that. Um, the color scheme was, uh, I guess you can argue against me if you want with this, but it seemed like more a little bit darker color schemes, you know, dark blues, and there were mm-hmm. some purples in there. Right, right. And uh, it's theme. Yeah, uh, overall. overall. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Overall, I gave it an 8. I think overall... All right, so if I'm on a 1 to 10 scale, and if I could, ideally, I would choose a 7.5. But if I can, I'm going to give it a 7. And that's only because of my complaints about, like, the open-endedness of the end. Like, yeah. I, if, it, if it had not, like, even if they had said, oh, yeah, we're coming out with a season 2, then I would have given it an 8. But just because, like, I just felt it felt left off and i felt like a lot more could like a lot more characters could have been developed and um stuff i i I would say seven i can understand that i'm admittedly i'm a little bit nostalgic for um Mm -hmm. for this anime because i kind of uh first watched it when i was i was first really getting into anime yeah um well, and so, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good anime. Seven's still a good anime. Yeah, it's it's just not a great anime. It's a good anime. It's a good solid anime. It's, not it's great. literally on my anime list. Seven is literally good. Yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, I should have mentioned this earlier, but you can watch this. Um, you can watch it on, uh, Crunchyroll, but also, um, you can watch it on Netflix. Oh, does Netflix have the English dub? I think I think all of Netflix's anime you can uh you can change it to English. Well, I know Hulu has it in in Japanese. Um Okay, they don't have dubbed. No, they just have the sub. Um and to find a dub, I had to like Google it. I couldn't even tell you the website I used. But I'm really? sure I'm sure if you like I I just Googled it and just picked the first one. Um Gotcha. So if if you want the English dub, which I I liked the English dub, I think it I I will say I think it has a nice solid English voice cast. I mean, for example, the main character is Bryce Paper uh was it Papenbrook for the yep. English, um, and I know I've heard him before. I think he might even be Kirito Kirito. See, yeah. he, he's in Aldnoa Zero, um. Oh, uh, hey, there's a an AO No Exorcist movie. 
And what is this? An OVA? Oh, I'm going to be like, hey, there's a season two. Now I can't complain. <laughs> no, I think it is a, a movie or OVA. Admittedly, there's I haven't both. watched it, though. Yeah, there's, okay. a, there's a movie and a, a special. Um, oh, but what's this? Is this another special? There's two specials, maybe. Maybe there's a second season. I don't know. No, well, this, isn't this that is, special? Uh, no, this is just a, a, sh- a, a little anime short. Let's see. Oh, he was in Bleach. Um... I know he's he's in Dorara. He's like he's not he's a he's in Fate Stay Night. He's a he's a good actor. Naruto. Okay. He's been in a lot of things. I'm a, yep. Uh yep, he is cute. Uh no. He's not Oh yeah, he is Kirito. They just they use Kirito's real name. Kazuto Kirigaya. Oh, that's, okay. That's Kirito, cool. right? Right? Yep. I think if I remember um. right. I'm pretty sure it is. I think that's his actual name. Yeah, that's his actual name. Um, so yeah, I knew he he looked familiar. Um, but uh, and then like the second main character, the the brother, his brother is Johnny Young Bosch, which I recognized right away because that's Lelouch from um, uh, Code Geass. Oh, okay. Oh, so he has had his uh. And he's also Ichigo from Bleach. He's he's another like big voice actor. He's also um, he's okay. he's Isaiah. Uh, God damn, Isaiah <laughs> and Dorara. Um, but no, he he's another really good voice actor. So I mean, like the voice acting in this was is good. Um, I liked the English voice acting, so I would personally recommend it. But that's me. You would personally. I would personally recommend the English dub. Wow. So, anyway, so with that, I think I'm. I've said all I need to say. So that's our anime of the week. Um. So let's jump into some news. All right, let's do it. Uh, do you want to go first, or should I? I'll go first. Give you some all time. Right. All right. So, let's find. All right. So, Erica Mendez and Erica. One spelled with a C and one spells with a K. Harlicher joins Sword Art Online 2 English dub cast. So Aniplex of America announced that uh, additional cast members for Sword Art Online 2 at its Otakon, Otakon panel on Friday. Uh, the new cast members are um, Erica Mendez as Yuki... Uh, Erica Harlisher as Suini. I've not watched Sword Art Online 2, so pardon me if I'm butchering these names. Max Middleman as June. Uh, Chris Kasson Ka- uh, as Techie. Techie. Um, blah blah blah. So there's some there's some some English voice. So that that's good though because I didn't even know that. Sword Art Online 2 was getting an English dub yet, so I'm happy to hear that, because I really liked the English cast of Sword Art Online, so that's why I haven't watched Sword Art Online 2 or any of the other Sword Art Onlines other than the ones that they have dubbed. Well, now you'll have no more excuses. I know. It's a shame. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool, though. That'll be... It'll give me an excuse to go through and watch it again. Yeah. Oh. I've dubbed. I did that 
Well, I watched the the good parts of it at least. I watched one through twelve, like oh, okay. a, a month ago, just because I got like in the real like. You know what I want to watch? Sword Art Online. You know what? <laughs> it's just as good as you know the second or third or fourth time, however many times this is that I've watched it now, as it is the first. You know that's happened to me twice with uh with Bonkano, but I just <laughs> haven't had the time to go back and watch it again. That one. As much as I love it, I just don't... I've tried to watch it again, and I just, like... I don't know. It's not It's not that I don't love it as much as I did the first time. It's just, like, I don't have the patience to try and remember, like, the whole time skip storyline that I did the first time. Hmm. So maybe it wouldn't be as good. Uh, I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have an article from... You guessed it. Crunchyroll. Nice. Uh... I want to do this one justice because it's a pretty cool thing. We all know what Shonen Jump is, right? Well, of course. Uh, it's it's where you know a, a good number of the Shonen animes uh, come from. But have you ever wondered what would happen if if the worlds of Shonen Jump animes collided? Um, what would happen in a uh, a match between Team Seven from Naruto? Uh, the One Piece crew and the Dragon Ball Z Z fighters. Um, how intense would that, that be? Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so substitute the Z fighters in for a slightly less overpowered group. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little bit more fair. Uh, yeah, and, and so um, if you, like me, were curious about that, then you may finally have an answer. There's a new game coming out called... Uh, J Star's Victory versus Plus. Um, don't ask me to try to explain the name because I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure it makes sense somehow, though. But uh, it's a new video game that came out that pretty much uh, mashes together the worlds of a bunch of different shonen anime and um, and pits the characters against each other. Uh, the, uh, so there's Crunchyroll did a review on it and in the review, they compare it to, let's see, they compare it to one of the Naruto games. Let's see if I can find it in case any of, you, any of you out there have played it. I don't think I personally have played this game. Must be one um, of the Ninja Storm games. Yeah. I think it's like Ninja Storm one or something like that. The, uh, one of the most impressive parts of this game is the sheer, uh, number of characters available uh, to the player. It has a roster of 52 playable characters from 32 different jump properties. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, 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 let's see, let me find some good parts of this article for you guys. Um, if you've ever wondered what Luffy would think of Seiya Sagatori's armor, how characters spanning the jump pantheon would respond to uh, Hosoka's fascinating fascination with ripened fruit, or in, in what new and interesting ways the combined forces of Joseph Joestar and Gintoki can absolutely smash the fourth wall, then rest assured the design, designers of this game developed that somewhere uh, within the confines of Joestar. The single most spectacular part of this that no one seems out of, is that no one seems out of place. So it's it's kind of like um, 
they take all kinds of characters. It kind of like our bi-weekly brawl, right? They take all kinds of characters from Jonin, Shonen Jump World and, and they put them against each other. Um, you can you can play them against each other. The cool thing about this, though, is like it actually kind of has a story behind it. So oh, the story nice. mode... Yeah, the story mode of J-Stars provides three playable paths led by Luffy, Naruto, and Ichigo. Of the big course. three. Yeah. Uh, each either accidentally or intentionally travels to Jump World, a sort of dimensional array, um, or a sort of dimensional way station where all of Shonen Jump's worlds are represented. Every 45 years, Jump World holds a tournament to determine which world is strongest of them all. The rules aren't very specific, so rather than fighting individually or breaking up into squads based on franchise, characters to tent tend to form up by personality or just proximity. Um, essentially, the plot is an excuse to drop all the jump together in ways which maximize the potential for fan service and in that it performs quite admirably. Uh, so it's it's apparently got a lot of fan service to it, which is cool. You almost can't get away with not doing that because of the great wealth you have to draw from, you know? The kind of gameplay, let's see, combat works off of systems similar to that of, here's what I was looking for earlier, the Ultimate Ninja Storm series. Yep, yep. So, allowing you to either lock on or freely move in large three-dimensional environments. Um, fight range, fights range anywhere between 1v1 duels to uh, 2v2 brawls with an extra support character on each team allowing for two players on split-screen single console and four players in online battles. The entire system seems heavily geared towards team-oriented multiplayer. So, like, I love this, but it's kind of sad because I have a feeling that this will never get into the West. Yeah, I mean, there's a... Uh, there's an inarguably smaller fan population of anime in the West. But you think that there would... I could make the argument that you would think that it would be about even because Japan's smaller than the U.S. So even though there might be a more like fans per capita or something like over there, like the percentage of populations that are anime fans compared to the larger population of the U.S., you think that they would probably about wash even out, you know? That's true. Um, it'd be interesting to see studies done on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, uh, <laughs> you remember uh, that time we played um, that one Dragon Ball Z game, and it we we were trying to beat Frieza, and the only <laughs> way to do it was just to back him in a corner and just keep wailing on him. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's give credit where credit's due. It was actually your dad that did that. <laughs> it was my father. We were much younger, I mean, to be fair. But yeah, my father, one of the coolest, you know, memories of I have I have of him is actually him doing that. Uh, we were stuck on this part, right? And dad came by and he's like, here, let me give it a go. And he actually kicked <laughs> Frieza's ass. I, <laughs> how many people can say their ass? <laughs> How many people can say their dad kicked Frieza's ass? That's kind of uh, neat. It was it was it was funny. It was just so funny. Like all you had to do was get him into a corner and just do like this drop kick, 
every time Frieza tried to get up. So just Frieza just couldn't get up. And that's um, all it was, but it was still awesome. So if you're worried about versing your friend, like if you get this game and you're excited about it, but you're worried about versing your friend and your friend kind of pulling that on you, um, you don't have to fear because uh, the way this works is um, after being knocked down, characters have several seconds of invulnerability while standing back up, uh, de not denying any sort of pressure or wake-up game, which seems intended to prevent multiple characters from locking someone down with constant attacks. So some might not like that, but I personally like that very much. Uh, I think it makes for a more fair fight. Except for Frieza's, like, in this, he should not have that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, in story mode, I could see how it could get a little bit frustrating. But <laughs> Frieza uh, is in this, in fact. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it would be fine. We, we were just young back then and didn't know how to do combos and, and things like that. But still... That was funny. That was fun. But nobody yep. so, likes Frieza. Another cool thing about this game is uh, um, when going into battle, characters can equip friendship, effort, or victory. So there's like three branches, and each branch gains experience and unlock different items in the J-Store, where they level uh, the friendship branch, adds more characters. Um, the effort branch unlocks items. And ship upgrades in the victory branch unlocks coins that can be used by cards. And cards are uh, things you equip your character. Um, I'm guessing between the character selection and the uh, the actual battle, you equip cards on your character, and they they upgrade the character's base abilities. So sounds they're pretty doing, cool, though. Yeah, and they're doing some neat stuff with this. But like I said, I just. I really hope I'm wrong, but I, 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 just from ex experience and you know past, I, I, I'm wondering. I, I, I have a feeling that it probably won't ever make it to the West. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Is it? Yeah, dude. Because usually the I might only be wrong. games that would make it to the West are like the Naruto games and the. So you think this would have a chance, but I'm still thinking, like, since it's not just a Dragon Ball Z or not just a One Piece or not just a Naruto one, that it probably won't, like, resonate with people as much. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out and see see if it actually does uh, become available in the West. I think it's a cool idea. In my mind, it's basically like Mortal Kombat with all your favorite anime characters. And probably a lot less gruesome. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, probably. Probably rated more like teen. Yeah, I imagine, <laughs> but but still, uh, I think it's a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Anything else on that one? No, not on that one. Okay, all right. I shall go with mine then. Uh, Sentai Filmworks to offer English dub for dra drama. Uh, all right, this one's for, it's dramatical, but drama is all in caps. So, dramatical murder. Okay. Uh, Sentai 23 announces its November release slate on Tuesday, announced at its November release slate on Tuesday, that it will release dramatical murder with an English dub. Now, in case you're wondering what this is, I have a nice synopsis pulled up over here. Ado Aoba lives on... Meteor, 
Midorjima, a small island to the southwest of the main islands of Japan. He lives with his grandmother, Tai, while working part-time at a junk shop. A popular pa- the popular pastimes on the island are the ongoing turf war called Libtees? Libs? Libstees? And an online game set in the virtual world of Rhyme. Ioba isn't involved in either, preferring to live a peacefully, uh, a peaceful, live peacefully until one day he is forced into a rhyme battle. Ah, huh. that does sound interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it. I don't know. I might have to check it out. English dub. It's got. Uh, uh, 80, 81% user rating on, on anime news. So it's like an eight on my anime list. Okay. So looks, looks interesting. Probably check it out. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about watching anime, most people think Crunchyroll, Funimation, um, you know, Hulu, uh, my anime list are now my anime list which mm-hmm, is kind of cool mm-hmm. um very rarely though uh when when people talk about watching anime does youtube uh is youtube the first thing that comes to mind um but uh, according to an art- our article on crunchyroll uh an anime monster strike uh will be available on youtube worldwide so much like God Eater, um, Monster Strike is an anime based on a a game, RPG game. Uh, but this is an RPG game for iOS and Android. And Android. Uh, the uh, it will be available on YouTube October tenth, and the kind of weird thing is the the episodes are seven minute episodes. And they'll be posted every Saturday. So, um, the, uh, it doesn't give a synopsis, so you're gonna have to look one up if you're interested. But, uh, it's, um, I mean, the game's pretty popular. It, the game has over 20 million registered users. Oh, wow. Uh, in Japan. That's um, pretty good then. Yeah. Yeah, so it might be interesting. I mean, I just think it's a cool idea of of um posting um of of posting anime on on YouTube. Um obviously they're well, they I guess there's potential for them to make some money off of that as well cause, Oh yeah, YouTube um, uses advertisements. Yeah, that's true. But also I think it's a little bit unique that they're 7-minute episodes. So I know it won't be like the greatest thing, right? Only seven minutes and an anime based off of a video game. And, and probably, will, in all honesty, will be a little bit disappointing. But I thought it was kind of, I mean, it's unique. Hey, I've watched an anime series that had only like five to ten minute episodes. Yeah? It, it wasn't bad. It, I mean, it, it was like a slice of life one, so of course. But, I mean, it still wasn't bad. Um, A while back, there was... There was an anime, or there was a group who was trying to do something new. Um, 
with anime and i i forget a lot of the details but the anime um you may have heard of it was uh what was r r y w i think b maybe and it was like uh uh god forgive me if i'm butchering this but red it stood for red yellow white black and that was the the four main characters um that was kind of like their 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 color scheme but um it was i mean it, it wasn't the greatest right i didn't and it didn't keep my attention i didn't watch all of it but it, they were short episodes um they were trying something new i think they were trying to make it on a new like engine or something i i've, um, I've seen that now that you say that Ruby? I, think I, I, I no, it was red yellow white or red art rb it was ruby i phonetically it was ruby uh, I, I know what you're talking about though and i i yeah somebody recommended it to me um and i was i was not a huge fan but no i the the most and, redeeming... and a lot of it was because of the animation style because yeah. it, it was it was done on like a, a video game engine it wasn't like done in a an animation style it was definitely like 3d modeled with like a video game engine yeah, but it may, I mean, it made a little bit of a splash just because they were trying something new. Um, and the most, I mean, the only, in my opinion, the only really cool part about that anime was the was the main character's weapon, which was uh, not only not only a giant scythe, but also doubled as a really cool kick-ass gun. Um, and uh, they, they did some kind of neat stuff with it, but yeah, it definitely wasn't wasn't anything super great. All I right. do wish I had a scythe gun, though. Well, don't we all? Don't we all? It was like a, a big scythe, and like she, when it turned into a gun or whatever, it like had its own stand. It was like a high-powered rifle. It was cool. Yeah, I love the the interesting things that these anime and manga creators come up with. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, one last one for me. Um, Tokyo Ghoul gets second OVA in December, so. I mean, this this year's thirty fourth issue of um, Shon- uh, Young Jump magazine uh, announced a new Tokyo Ghoul OVA titled Tokyo Ghoul Pinto on Thursday. The OVA will adapt the third story in Tokyo Ghoul Hibi and uh, the Tokyo Ghoul Hibi novel, novel when Shu uh, Tatsuyama uh, and Shie Hori met. It is slated for December 25th release. Can you guys tell we're getting a little bit tired? Yeah. I can yeah. tell we're getting a little tired. Well, it is It is very late, and I do have work in the morning. So, yeah. Okay, let's jump right into our uh, bi-weekly brawl then, and um, keep moving forward. Sounds good. Okay, so <clears throat> welcome. Oh, here we go, hype man time. <laughs> that coffee is wearing off. Right. Uh, <laughs> welcome, one and all, to the bi-weekly brawl. I need to get Ooh, some like yeah. awesome music to go with this. Yeah, just a bad. Uh, more awesome than that. That was terrible. I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be cool. If we get some like super hype music. You get the gist. You get the gist. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I won't throw you under the bus this week. We'll start with we'll start with in the right corner. Um, uh, 
a familiar face, being as he comes from our anime of the week this year, this week, we have the spawn of Satan himself, uh, Rin Okamura, uh, coming in at um, coming in at a uh, at a, a mere five foot eight and one hundred and thirty nine pounds. This this kid is not to be messed with, even though he's only fifteen years old. He has, uh, he has the spirit of a of a full fledged um, demon slaying exorcist. Rin Okamura is uh, a black haired, well, the anime is dark blue, um, haired, blue eyed uh, Japanese high school student who is part human, part demon. He, um, let's see, he, uh, uh, what else do I talk about? Um, he carries with him, or his demon, uh, demon side is, is concealed by a, uh, a legendary sword, the Koma Sword. Um, this Koma Sword is Rin's main weapon, it, uh, Let's see if I can get some history of the Comodor for you guys. Um, the, it's called the Demon Slaying Blade. All right, so uh, yeah, I'll give you some history on the uh, the Coma Sword. It's um it's known as the Demon Slaying Sword, and uh, it was uh, held by Miu uh, Dahart. It was forged long ago to protect uh, Kyoto from vengeful spirits who went on a rampage. What the sword does is it acts as a as a doorway to Gehenna, right? And um, rinse flames and uh, kind of demon aspects, um, minus the tail, are on on the Gehenna side of the doorway, and uh, his his human traits are on the um, on the Asaya side, and it. Uh, with his with the sword, he has two signature moves, um, and the Satan Slash, in which Ren channels his flames of Satan through the sword and fires them at his opponent in the form of a wave. Um, he also has the Satan Bomb, where Ren stabs the sword into the ground and then creates a series of explosions at various nearby points of his choosing. I don't remember that one in the anime. No, I don't either. That must have been in the man- manga. Or the um, OVAs. Yeah. So, uh, Rin has, he, uh, he has blue flames, which are signature saying flames of, of, of Satan. He is able to, um, to control these, right? He has pyrokinesis, which is, um, ability to create and control fire with his mind. Uh, when he draws his sword, he enters his demon form, um, where sword, uh, well, you know, you see these blue flames around him. He kind of has blue flame horns. That's fine. I take it we've been an hour since your alarm went off. Um, at least. I think I yeah. might have snoozed it even longer. That's fine. So, uh, yeah, uh, when he, when he draws his sword, he goes into his demon form, um, he in, in in this form he has high speed regeneration. Uh, he can uh, recover from a serious stab wound within mere minutes. Um, 
it's not in the anime, but I guess in the manga, he reattached a severed right foot. Um, but, uh, however, the sword does act as a, as a weakness for him. So it's considered his heart, uh, when it, if, if it were to break while he's in demon form, um, the, uh, he would die. And also uh, his tail is a point of weakness for him. And he has, he has, he's very strong in this form. Uh, he can, um, lift solid steel eye beams, uh, taller than he is one-handed. He's very fast in this form as well. I think that's about it. All right. Well then, let's see. Who could go up against that powerhouse? How about another demon of the sort? Maybe the demon of the hidden mist. Not really a demon, but that's his nickname at least. So if anybody doesn't know who that is, that is Zabuza from Naruto. Um, Zabuza stands at six foot tall and 72 kilograms, which I forgot to convert to pounds, but we'll just say he's, he's, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Zabuza has many, many techniques. Um, but notable is that he is a swordsman. He carries the... Oh, God. I don't know if I can pronounce this. Yeah, I followed that one. Uh, Kubi Ki... ki no, I'm not even going to try. I'll say the translation it literally means decapitating carving knife. It's an, a massive broadsword shaped like a giant bush, uh, butcher knife, earning it the title of Sever Sword. Um, yeah, let's go with that. It's just, we'll just call it Sever Sword. Um, like the other weapons belonging to the ne uh, Seven Ninja Swordsmen of the Mist, the sword has been passed down from generation to generation among the group's members. Now, also notable about this sword is that uh, while it is shaped like a giant butcher, a butcher knife, it also has a nice little slot in it. Um, perfect for a neck or a head, you know, decapitating. Um, as well as a, a circular piece cut out in the tip that you could use in some way or another. Um, but this sword... It is something. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it can also be any damage can be repaired by using the iron in blood, in his opponent's blood. So that covers his sword. Now that's only part of his abilities. He also, um, well, let's put it this way. Um, ranking his skill, he is ranked ranked uh, in the ninja world as an Ambu, uh, like from Ambu Black Ops, which are like the secret ops, top of the line, awesome guys of each village. The only people that are usually stronger are those um, of Sanin or Hokage rank, or Kage rank, I suppose, depending on the village you're in. Um, his abilities... Uh, he does have, he is very strong. Um, he's capable of, um, effort, effortless, jeez, yeah, you can tell it's getting late. Effort, effort, uh, oh my god, come on. It's like, it's to that point where it requires effort of me to think. Exactly. Um, okay, so he, he can effortlessly wield the large sword 
which I am not going to try the name. You know the sword. We just talked about it um, for long periods of time. Now, I would like to point out this sword is larger than he is. It's like a, it's like, think like Cloud Strife sword, almost like that, um, and just insanely large. Um, and and it's got to be insanely heavy, um, but he can hold it with one hand easily. He is also fast enough to match Kakashi in speed. Let's see, let's see. Let's go to his ninjutsu now. Oh boy, does he have some fun ninjutsu. Um, he has things like, of course, like Water Shuriken. Um, let's see. Uh, one of his signature moves is the uh, Water Prison technique, where he can... Um, let's see. Uh, the technique is used to trap a victim inside a virtually inescapable sphere of water. The only downside to this technique is that the user must keep at least one arm inside the sphere at all times uh, in order for the victim to remain in prison. Um, it can also be used as a defensive, um, in the defensive sense, if they the user casts it on themselves um, for a short period of time and then releases it. Now... That's not the only thing he has. He also has the um, hidden miss technique, uh, which is also a very powerful technique. This technique um, is a specialty of the ninja from uh, the hidden miss village, where one causes a mist to spring forth by uh, lifting up some water from either a pre-existing source or an expelled source or expelled from their mouth, uh, then goes in and out of sight uh, at will within the pearly white realm. Uh, the mist thickness is controlled by the amount of chakra needed into it. It cannot fuel, uh, well, don't really have to worry about that. It can't fool the Byakugan, but I don't think we have to worry about that. Um, but essentially it's a way to, like, uh, hide, you know? Um, did I did I not mention that Rin has the Byakugan? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. that would definitely oh, wow. be a oh, okay. <laughs> good thing to mention. Definitely a good thing to mention. Demon Byakugan? <laughs> but, let's see. Oh, and he also has the, um, he's got Water Clone and Substitution Jutsu, as well as, I'm not seeing it, but it's the Water Serpent or Water Dragon technique. Um, so he's got many techniques, and he's a swordsman, an excellent swordsman to boot. So I think he'll be a, a good matchup. Okay, so let me weave you a tale um, of an epic battle that takes place outside of a monastery. Um, we'll say Rin, uh, he went back to his home, the monastery, um, he was looking for for his brother, but uh he got there and um he realized uh that um no one was there, right? The monastery was empty, everyone was off doing their respective jobs. Unbeknownst to him, um the uh the Vatican has hired a uh an assassin from a far off land. And this assassin happens to be Zabuza. Zabuza. It sounds a little bit African if you say it. <laughs> Zabuza. Zabuza. Zabubabubwa. Um, so <laughs> they've hired Zabuza uh, to take out the the son of Satan. 
and um and so Ren uh he he walks out the front door of the monastery he and then he walks out the gate and he closes the gate and and uh he's facing you know facing the street and all of a sudden um on the other side of the street he sees uh this giant sword um impale itself into the into the sidewalk and um then he sees uh zabuza drop down from the rooftop uh and he and he lands on the top of his sword which if i do say is kind of a cool entrance mm, no definitely definitely yeah. that's, that's how you know somebody's badass <laughs> yeah that's when you know uh, and then when you know that you better pay attention because something's cool about is about to happen. So Zabuza, uh, okay, he sees Zabuza uh, land on the top of the sword, and um, uh, let's see, we'll say uh, Zabuza says, um, uh, I'm I'm sent here to uh well okay i don't know if this is in zabuza's character but being as they're standing outside a monastery i'm i'm gonna go for it we'll say he says say your prayers because i'm sent here to take your head yeah i haven't i haven't watched the first arc of naruto in so long i forgot like zabuza's character as well i think he's very very like tough and kind oh, of yes. I can yeah do that, so. so uh rin's taken by surprise um and uh we'll let uh, we'll let Zabuza take first move if you don't mind. Sure. All right. Well, Zabuza does not play around, so he is going to launch at himself at at the uh, Rin um with his sword ablazing. Okay. So, uh um we'll say uh see we'll say for some reason uh Rin's sword wasn't in the red case. Um because he does a cool block. Um, Zabuza swings his sword at Rin. And Rin blocks it by pulling uh, with his sword. But when he does this, he pulls the sword partway out of his sheath. Out of the sheath. So he blocks it. And um, at the same time, his his blue flames come up. Uh, and Rin says, um, let's see, did Zabuza give an intro? Did he say his name and stuff? I suppose not, did he? I don't think he said his name. He just said he came to kill you. Okay, I just came to kill him. Okay, so uh, Rin blocks it like that, like I said, and um, and uh, he pulls the sheath all the way off and and parries uh, Zabuza's blade and kind of throws it throws it back. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, but he did. Uh, he he. His flames are showing now. His swords. His swords un unsheathed. Yep. All right. So Zabuza says, "Well, I see you have a unique sword as well, but I'll wager that mine is stronger." So let's see. You parried him back, right? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what to do? Well, let's say that Zabuza was holding his sword one-handed before, so he's gonna use it two-handed now. He's gonna come at you. He's gonna charge at you again, but this time with two hands. So he's he's gonna be pushing back twice as hard. Okay, so is this a overhead swing or like a, a side swing? I would say side swing. Okay. Um, all right. So it's a side swing, and uh, see Rin. Um, he uh, let's see, what can Rin do? Um, he uh, ooh, this would be great if we were fresh, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Okay. So of course he blocks the side swing, right? And um and he uh uh um blocks the side swing and he jumps back, right? And then he um I'm sure he has some witty dialogue buried somewhere deep in me. But let's just let's skip to this cool the good stuff, right? So he jumps back and then uh he uh points his hand at, at, at Zabuza and a um and flame shoots out of it towards Zabuza. Blue flame. Oh, okay, okay. A little unexpected. A little unexpected. Um Zabuza is going to I wanna say like I said, it's unexpected, so I don't think he would have time to do a substitution. So he is going to dodge, but I think he's gonna get singed a little bit. So when he dodges, he gets a little singed and he says, Oh, okay, so that's how you wanna play. Well, let me show you some of my techniques. Um, then he's going to start weaving some hand signs, and he is going to... Let's just say, let's go with the basics. He's just going to throw some water shuriken at you. Okay, water shuriken? Yeah. All right. Uh, so he throws the shuriken, and then as it's coming at him, uh, Rin does an overhead chop, and he kind of chops it in half. Um, then he, uh, well, I guess chops it in half, and he uses the momentum to run forward and um engage Zabuza once again in sword fighting and um he's going to uh start wailing at uh Zabuza's sword. Okay. Alright. So let's say Zabuza is definitely getting pushed back from this. Um so let's see. So I think he knows that he's at a disadvantage in strength. So he's gonna he's gonna um Drop his guard for a second, and Rin's going to cut him, but he's going to do a substitution jutsu. So he uses he just uses a water substitution, so Rin just cuts through some water. Um, and then he reappears about 20 feet back and um, says, I see that I won't be able to beat you with strength. Let me show you one of the reasons why they call me a demon. Um, the demon of the hidden mist. Um, and so I would say he will, he'll throw a, he'll, he'll cast a, uh, a, what is it? Like a water dragon at you. Okay. Um, we'll say, uh, so <laughs> the, uh, water dragon, uh, obviously Rin's not expecting this and he sees a, uh, a big water dragon, um, heading towards him. And, uh, well, let me know if, 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 um, we're going too long without Rin sustaining injury, but uh, he he's gonna do his 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 Satan slash, and he swings his sword, and um, a wave of blue flames hits the water dragon, and and the flames are extinguished at the same time. The dragon is kind of kind of cut in half. Um, but we'll say the uh, we'll do this. We'll say um, the top half of the water dragon kind of goes over him but the but the bottom half keeps going and hits him and knocks him back because okay. i i do feel bad for him not taking any damage yet but, <laughs> but it, it would be kind of easy just to slash the dragon in half yeah yeah so if they came up at him from the sides though like out of the ground then then he definitely would have been well i mean this is a whole different story if it started raining then i mean that's, uh, that's yeah that's true but uh, we're just gonna say it's not right. So, um, so while you're busy doing that, while you got knocked back, um, Zabuza, Zabuza is gonna rush at you again. Um, 
But this time he does like a fake out. He's going to go at you with the sword, but um, unexpectedly he's going to um, kind of do a fake. And instead of using his sword, he's going to uh, start using, um, what was it, taijutsu, uh, hand-to-hand combat. Oh, okay. Um, that's a good move. Uh, this definitely takes Rin by surprise. And um, as far as I know, Rin is uh, in no ways an expert in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> um, I, I really don't remember him seeing doing hand-to-hand combat at all. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. So we'll say this takes him by surprise. And what kind of what kind of blow did he give him? Did he give him a punch to the side or a I'd say kick just to a, the head? I'd say a, a good strong um, uppercut to the stomach. Okay, uppercut to the stomach. Um, all right, we'll say that uh, that sends him flying up, right? And um, we'll say they they did this um, right below a streetlight. And it sent him flying up into the streetlight, and uh, it knocks the streetlight over. And um, Rin gets up, and he's he's pretty angry. He's pretty pissed off. Uh, so he uh, he his blue flames get even brighter and a little bit bigger, and his eyes kind of um, get a little bit non-circular. Right? Uh, they do that in the series um, when he gets angry in his demon form. His eyes take on a little bit different shape. So he does that, and he grabs the this fallen street light lamp, and he um he swings it in a sweeping motion at Zabuza. Oh, okay, all right. So I'm gonna say Zabuza gets hit by this thing. Not Ooh, expe- that's not- gonna hurt. Yeah. So I'd say he gets hit right in the stomach. Gets knocked way back. I'd say I'd say he gets knocked back into the building. Leaves a nice dent in the building, and uh, he's definitely hurt from that. Definitely hurt from that. Um. So Zabuza's like, all right, well, I see I need to stop playing around with you. Um, and then he's going to cast um, one of his, his strongest techniques. Uh, water pr- he's going he's gonna to rush forward, and he's going to cast a uh, water prison, prison technique on you. Okay. Trapped in a, a nice water bubble. So he, Rin's trapped in a nice water bubble. And uh, his, his, surprisingly enough, the blue flames are immediately extinguished. Um he Rin still has his the demonic features of his demon form. His ears are still longer, and his canines are are still more pronounced. I think his nails get longer as well. But he's he's kind of he's drowning a little bit, right? And he's struggling. You'll this this will be cool. Actually, uh, we could have done something real cool with this if we'd we'd uh, um, talked about this before. But just right before he's about to uh, pass out. He he forces his sword downwards, and then it it punctures the water bubble and goes into the ground. And with <laughs> with his last bubble there, you hear him say, "Satan bomb." And um, when it goes into the ground, a uh, um, a uh, pillar of flame uh goes up around the um around this this uh this water prison. Um, so this, this water prison that Zobuza has his arm in, uh, is now engulfed in a pillar of flame. So we can do that. And the cool thing I was kind of talking about is the pillar of flame, um, goes, uh, instead of going around the water prison, it engulfs, uh, Zobuza himself. And then, um, it turns out that that Zobuza was a water clone. Well, I'd, I'd say going 
Let's just say it hurt his arm. Okay. So it definitely burned his arm. So Zabuza's gonna take a step back, and he's he's like, "Shit, I'm I'm running out of I'm running out of of uh, of of time and and patience with this, and I, I've got to end it soon because this kid is a lot tougher than I thought. I haven't had a battle this tough since Kakashi. Um, <laughs> Why? Thank you. Even though Kakashi killed him, but <laughs> just say I haven't had a battle this him. tough since I died. <laughs> Let's say this is like his resurrected from from the uh, the fourth great ninja war. Um, so with that, um, he is going to um, say, um, "You should feel honored. I don't usually use this technique unless uh, the opponent uh, is worthy of it." Um, and then he casts uh, the hidden mist technique. Okay. Um, and then there's just fog everywhere. You can't see any. All right. Uh, so. All of a sudden, this fog comes up out of nowhere, and um, and uh, Rin's very... I mean, he's on all four uh, right now, kind of getting his breath back. Um, then he he gets up on on two legs, and uh, he uh, he looks around, um, and uh, he, he can't see anything. And so he thinks, uh, I gotta get away, right? There's no way I can fight in this. And he, I guess the natural thing for him to do would be to I'd start running. I'd like to say he gets in a, you know, battle stance and, and uh, you know, just is, is waiting, you know, like Kakashi did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't feel like he would do that. I feel like he would just kind of start running, right? Because this is a surprise fight. He doesn't especially want to kill this guy. He kind of just wants to... Okay. Wants to Okay. So while he's when he starts like while he's running out of nowhere, Zabuza pops out in front of him using his his uh hidden in the mist technique and just starts wailing on him. Okay. So uh he's wailing on him and um we'll say uh that from the um from the previous time they clashed swords there were uh there were some big uh big chunks out of Zabuza's weapon uh and. The, um, as he's wailing on him, because, you know, uh, Rin can't really see, I imagine he's, like, slashing and then kind of taking a step back and, uh, and then going at him again. Rin can't see, so he's taking, he's taking some cuts, right? And he, he's getting cut, and they're, like, healing, um, but he notices as, as the blood, his blood, um, hits the, hits the blade, um, it's, the blade starts to... Zabuza's sword starts to regenerate. If we wanted to, we could say that because it's it's demon blood, right? Uh, genuine demon blood. It does something cool, and uh, the blade starts to um starts to glow red with heat. Sure. If we wanted to, okay. Why not? Go with it. Okay. So uh, Rin's getting cut and healing, and he's trying to trying to parry Zabuza, and um, eventually, uh. Zabuza's got him. You know he he's definitely losing ground, and we'll say as he's he's backpedaling, he trips and uh, falls on his on his butt. Okay, all right. So uh, Zabuza will definitely take this opportunity. He's gonna uh, if he's on the if he fell on his butt, um, Zabuza is going to uh, take the the you know knit uh, little cutout in his sword that's specifically made for decapitating. And uh, I'm just gonna say he's gonna put it to his neck and say it's it's over. You have lost. Okay. Um. And I guess yeah, we'll call that the end then. 
Um, I'm not gonna lie. Part of me really wanted you to cut his head off, <laughs> just <laughs> well, like I one left sweeping it, I left slice. It open. And, yeah, I left it yeah. Open. he was he was right in the position. If you want to imagine he got his head cut off, feel free. It's okay. not a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So so in the end, right in the end of the day, uh, Rin did have Zabuza on strength and uh, arguably speed strength because on account of there's a a scene in the uh the anime where he's throwing eye beams steel eye beams larger than he is uh with just one-handed um like it's nothing almost and uh he's very fast i couldn't understand the argument that zabuza is just as fast just because he keeps up with kakashi but then again he does have human limitations and and uh uh Rin's not 100% human. So we assumed that Rin was faster. Mm-hmm. Um however, uh Zabuza had the strategic advantage and um that he you know, he had a, he specializes on water moves and water extinguishes fire. Um and so if, had, if anybody wants to argue that you know, his flames are demon flames and they can't be put out. We would like to point you to one episode in the anime where um, they used a fire extinguisher to put out his flames. So saying that water can put out his flames is... Actually, I think there was even a part where they used water to put out his flames. Um, so, argument invalid. Yeah. So, and, and, and Ren just had no way to counter Zabuza's signature and miss technique. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, between that and all his, his substitution jutsus... And his water clone jutsu and everything like that. I mean, Zabuza is also a, a hardened killer. Um, while, That's true. While That's Rin true. might have the blood of Satan in him, he definitely is not a bad guy. He does not have um, bloodlust, so to say. But Zabuza, pff, don't want to mess with that guy. Um, Rin, Rin might be a demon by blood, but Zabuza, he's a demon by... Reputation, by, uh, which yeah. is far scarier. Right, right. There's a... For those not familiar, Zabuza, when he was um, just a kid, killed over a hundred of his classmates uh, in a in a cruel test that the the village of the Hidden Mist did. Um, but just for fan service as well, there was going to be you know we thought about putting a part in the fight where um where Rin actually cut Zabuza's sword in half and uh, Zabuza um stabs Rin um deeply or or even runs him through and you see Zabuza's sword um start to start to grow back grow back fully just to take full advantage of that but I like I think it you know I think it was a fair outcome and I think it turned out well yeah I mean for I mean, Zabuza yeah I mean it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't without challenge he definitely had a challenge like like we said the um you know he he was not he didn't he was overpowered strength wise and speed wise but he just he just had too many um techniques and and things to uh, overcome that he was a good assassin to go up against Rin for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. strength oh. and speed don't matter when you can't see who you're trying to hit that's true so. well that's our show guys and we hope you enjoyed as much as we did and we hope we see you next time on your weekly ramen and uh uh, as always, you can you can follow us on Twitter at yep. at Weekly Ramen. Please um, do. Yeah, you can send us emails uh, at Weekly Ramen at gmail dot com. 
We we always love hearing from you guys, and we love the support. If you guys could just take a second to uh, to click that click that like button if you're watching on iTunes or or leave a comment. Um, give us a, a review on iTunes. Yeah, reviews give us a help review. a lot. You wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't believe how much how how far it goes. Just that those taking those five extra seconds out of your day. And if you like us, uh, tell a friend about us. You know, uh, spread spread the love. That's right. The more love to go around, the better we get. So we can't wait to see you guys next time. Um, and and, and until then, uh, chama chao. Sayonara. <laughs>